everyone. Welcome to the podcast of we're going to be doing the Unmerciful Servant. I'm Rick Cole. And I'm Otis Bowman. Before we get started uh, with the scripture, we want you to listen to the chorus of this song. Very familiar song. I'm sure you know it. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to play that real quick. He said, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a full name And he said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. We're going over the series of crazy stories. Yep. And uh, I think this one is a little bit crazy. It is a little bit crazy. You know, the the more research we, we did on this, the more it just kind of triggered our Oh yeah, process going. Wow, man, this yeah. is this is crazy. I think the more that I read and looked at it and was trying to just search it out, the more I I got into it and I even asked more questions. Right. So, it just so we might we, leave everybody with a lot of questions. Probably will. <laughs> every time I read through it, it seems like I got another question in my head going, "Wow." Yeah, me too. I thought I'd read through it as we get started. Yeah, and then uh, and then we're just going to kind of break it down uh, for everyone of what we've kind of studied. And uh, this is the parable, like I said, of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother and sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began... The settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay it, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this time, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, and canceled his debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay me, pay me what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged, Be patient with me, and I will pay, back, pay it back. But he refused and said, he went off and had the man thrown in prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told the master everything that, that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all your debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tormented until he could pay it back in full. This is how the Heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister with your heart. Okay. Man, that's, that's just, you know, when you look at this particular 
parable. You know, he's talking about the kingdom of God, and it's giving insight that Jesus is teaching here, and it's right. amazing. But I like to back up a little bit, Rick, and look at the context of, of, of you know, where Jesus brought this parable into. Okay. And so I just want to back up just a little bit, you know, in Matthew chapter 18. And one of the things he talks about is if your brother or sister has something against you, you go and make it right with your brother and sister. And I think he's searching for peace here between two that might be at odds with one another. But it's really interesting how he goes about that because he gives us kind of a process to go through. Kind of a pattern. Yeah, kind of a pattern. And he says, first you, you go to that brother and you try to make it right. Now, We've all had times where we've been at odds with other people. And and I heard an old preacher say one time, don't go tell it to them, go tell it to him. Mm. You know, yeah, and That's so, a good saying. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a tendency to want to bring other people into it. But I think Jesus says, hey, look, you go and you talk to that person and try to reconcile that relationship. Right. And I think that's at the heart of what this is all about, reconciling the relationship. And so... He talks to him about that, and he says, well, if, if you can't make it right, take two or three witnesses. And I've always found it better at times when I had somebody to basically, you know, have insight that I don't have mm-hmm. or to be able to see something I didn't see. Right. And so you take two or three witnesses with you, two or three other people that can maybe help persuade this other person. Right. It's always good to have a mediator. Yeah. Especially right. when, when somebody is just refusing to yeah. sit down and talk to you. If you go and have a couple other people there to kind of mediate the, the conversation, sometimes it works to to everybody's advantage. Exactly. And and so of course we know you know, Old Testament, New Testament teachings are you know, everything's founded on the basis of two or three witnesses. And so sure. that's like courtroom evidence there. So, But he said if that doesn't work, then he says they refuse to listen to you. He says, tell it to the church. Now, I thought that interesting, bringing the idea of the church into this. You know, because my 21st century mind goes to, okay, let's take it to the congregation. But, right. but maybe he was taking more about the idea of maybe church leadership or Something like that. Like but elders. anyway, elders or uh, you know whomever, but bring it, bring it to the church. And then, if it doesn't work, then what does he say? Treat that person as what, like a tax collector, mm-hmm. public in the center. You know, to me, I think that out of all these steps that that you laid out here, you know, that last one mm-hmm. is the one to me would be just tough. It would, be. you know, to have to just discommunicate myself with someone until they could come to the grounds where we could communicate and accept apologies and accept forgivenesses yeah. and things like that. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever, as long as you live, have you ever seen that happen? Where they discommunicate? No, someone? where they brought somebody before the church. I have not. I have not either. No, I, I have not. not either. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I, hopefully, yeah. this always never got to that level. It yeah. was able to get maybe the... When one or two are together with them, yeah. they mediate it and yeah. figure it out and everything's good. Yeah, they can reconcile a relationship and go on. Right. And I think that's the hope is to bring unity where there's division or where there's problems or hardships or struggles, whatever's going on there. But then look at what Jesus says. If you make this decision, if you've rendered a verdict on the situation, he says, whatever, just like he told Peter, 
Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you on earth agree on anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am, there I am with them. I, I've heard that last part of that verse many times. Mm-hmm. Two guys fishing on a fish bank on Sunday morning thinking, well, where two or three are gathered in my name. And I don't think Jesus was talking about no, that. No, not at all. <laughs> he did like fishermen, though. He did like fishermen. <laughs> I agree. He did. And so I think the idea there is, is though, Jesus is saying, you know, if you can't reconcile a relationship and that person is so hard-hearted that they won't listen to even the church and you walk away, then sort of like the idea, I've got your back. I'm, I understand. And I, I support your decision. Right. You know, and but imagine that. I, I can't imagine somebody being that You, know, you made a statement when we was looking over this deal that uh, when you end up having to walk away from that situation, you have Jesus walking with you. Yeah. Because you have done everything that you have been asked to do. Right. What, right. The way God uh, laid it out for us, and you followed that, and right. the other party refused to do anything. So when you finally have to make that decision, mm-hmm. even though it's super uncomfortable, you know that Jesus is walking with you. That's right. So I thought that was pretty neat. And it must it must have basically hit right center, dead center in the mind of Peter because he comes around and asks Jesus, how many times shall I forgive my brother? Yeah, I noticed that. Let's go into that. Uh, tell us a little bit of, of history on the forgiving part. We was talking about it the other night. Yeah, I, when I, we looked at that, we were talking about that. We we know over in the Old Testament prophet Amos, uh, there's several uh, in those, especially in the first couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's several instances where they talk about forgiving three times, save four, and. and what is interesting, I went back and looked at that, Rick, and what is interesting, he, he doesn't even mention, when he talks about Judah, he only mentions two sins. Uh, but later on, when he talks about Israel, he actually, he actually mentions uh, seven uh, events in the life of Israel that they did. Um, and I don't know if that played a part in Peter's mind in asking this or not. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting Uh, somebody brought out about this was uh, there in Luke 17 there is a teaching by Jesus that he he requested them to you know forgive even up to seven times so I really don't know exactly what was on the mind of Peter but I think he was trying to cover all his bases Mm -hmm. by hitting it seven times yeah seven times that's a that's a whole number you know a complete idea you know maybe that idea so he was really trying to Maybe what we'd say, go above and beyond. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let me read this one as we're getting into okay. the scriptures of, of Matthew. We're in Matthew 18, uh, verses 23 through 35. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Uh, it's where this parable is, but I wanted to read over in Romans 12. Um, in verse 17, it says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friend, but leave the room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is my mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, 
If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah, I like that. That's a great verse, and I think about that when I'm reading it, looking into it. it, it you know, how does it feel to to know that we need to take our enemy mm-hmm. and feed them if they're hungry? Yeah. And give them a drink if they're thirsty. Yeah. You know, I know he says that we're going to, you know, by doing this, you're heaping coal, burning coals on their head. Right. But, you know, it's just uh, our human nature doesn't want to go out there and support someone who's trying to, you know, be vicious towards you. Yeah. You know. Uh, that makes me think of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is telling them to go the extra mile or turn the other cheek or, you know, don't give them just your cloak would give them your tunic as well that's right you know it, it plays into that and mm-hmm. you know i think the, the the honest thought here is that forgiveness is a huge deal it is it's just like that song that we had played at the beginning of this you know i gave forgiveness that i've been denying mm-hmm. what happens to a person who doesn't offer forgiveness what do you think happens when you harbor that unforgiveness uh, it just it starts tearing you down yeah yeah i think so I mean, it, you know, and we're going to see a little bit longer into this. I don't want to get ahead of it, but, you yeah. know, we, we're going to mention, toward, I guess, toward the end who the forgiveness is really for. Exactly. Um, yeah. On that. So let's look at um, the first few verses, 23 uh, through 27. Yeah. You want uh, me to read that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And this is where he starts out the parable. He says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven. It's like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began to settle the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay the master, pay the master, or excuse me, pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold or pay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Hmm. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> what a story. It right? is. That is a, a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> As our title story. is. I, uh, I want to look at the, the, the second half, and then I'm, I'm going to bring something up here. Uh, when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. Now, let's Keep in mind, uh, as I read this, the the first servant, what did he owe? He owed 10,000 bags of gold or 10,000 talents. Yeah. Okay? And so when he when he goes out and he finds his his servant and that he's the master over, he just he just goes up to him, grabs him by the neck, <laughs> and starts to choke him right. and said, pay me back what you owe me. He yeah. didn't even go up and... Be nice about it. Right. He, it was just just a, a like a spontaneous reaction, but he refused and said, uh, whenever the the servant fell to his knees, just like this guy had just previously done for ten thousand right. talents, and was forgiven. When this guy did that, his servant, he didn't even he didn't even think twice. He just mm-hmm. told him to grab him and throw him in prison until he can be repaid. Now, one curious thing is that I've always wondered if you're in prison. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna repay it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're you're not making any money while you're in right. while you're locked up. But 
you know, we've, we've talked several times about what, what is the value of, of this 10,000 talents and this, and these, sil- these silver coins. Yeah. And I, I did find one, one area that I, I looked at several different things, but this made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10,000 talents in today's time is equal to high millions, possibly even a billion dollars. We're talking big time. Talking big money. <laughs> and the, 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 the book that I, I'm reading here said Judea, Samaria, and Adom, Adom? Adomia. Adomia. Yeah. Was their total taxes. Their oh, total really? taxes was 600 talents. Oh, really? And this guy owed 10,000 talents. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the other guy, the servant had that he owed was 100 denarii. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's equal to a hundred days worth of work. Yeah. Okay, and there's six thousand dineros in one talent. Oh, okay. So if you take those and kind of break them down mm-hmm. and think about the first servant, what what he forgave. I mean, the first master, what he forgave. Oh, yeah. And then the second one, what he forgave. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge, huge oh, difference yeah. to to give somebody a break on close to a billion dollars, and say, okay, don't worry about it. I understand your position. Well, I, I thought about thing. it, and, and I think we even mentioned this. What if somebody came up one day and said, okay, here's the deed to your house. I paid off your house. What I mean, how would you feel about that? That would be so awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe we can get uh, somebody like uh, Jeremy to do that for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we he should got, contact him. He got him, money. Too. Yeah. So let's go... Uh, I don't think he would agree to that as much. Nah, as probably. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, it's, it's like you're talking about. You look at the, I guess, the, the difference in this. Jesus is telling the story. He says, here's a guy who's forgiven everything you can imagine, mm-hmm. and then some. And then he's got this other guy that owes him actually very little. It's like you said. He doesn't even wait, doesn't even ask. He just goes out and starts choking the guy. I mean, I can't even imagine... Somebody being that way. I would have, my first reaction would be run home and tell my family. Yeah. How we've been blessed. Yeah. Not go out and choke my brother. Yeah. That's you know, right. Exactly. Uh, I would be so excited. I, you know, I w- wouldn't know what to do with it. So let's look at 32 and 34. Okay. Uh, you want to read that one? Uh, we're going to start at verse 30. Uh, 30, yeah. Uh, uh, but he refused instead. He went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he had. There again, here's a guy being thrown into prison who's not going to be able to pay that back. He's going to be tortured every day for the rest of his life. That was a big deal uh, when I was looking at that. The other guy just got thrown. Originally, he was just going to get thrown in, yeah. in probably in jail. Uh, and they were going to sell all his possessions to pay yeah. back the debt. Now he comes back. And now I'm going to torture you yeah. until you can pay that debt. Yeah. Um, just looking over here. In uh, Galatians 6, I'm in 5, that's why I can't find it. Mm-hmm. 
Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whatever he sows to to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. That's right. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Exactly. Uh, so that that uh, that reaction that he had when he left over there is is bad. And then in verse thirty five, uh, this is how our heavenly Father will treat you treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister with your heart. Okay, let's kind of bring all this together a little bit. I know we've been talking a lot about money, and that's I guess because that really resonates with everybody in their mind. But what is this really about? I mean, I know Jesus told a story about money, but he's making a point about, what do you think he's making a point about? Forgive. Forgive. Forgive, forgive, forgive. And what did he forgive us? He forgave us of our sins. He gave us the the the, 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 the big gift the first guy yeah, got. He gave yeah. us that gift on the cross. Exactly. And uh, he, he gave us that opportunity to be able to um, have eternal life with him. Man. I mean, it's just uh, what an awesome uh, forgiveness yeah, I, that he has. You know, it. there's a lot of people that, a lot of things that's gone on in my life through business and all that, and I have had to, to go through the forgiveness process. Right. And for me, it was a process. We had an embezzlement with our company and some other things, and I had to really pray over that deal yeah. because... I knew that if I didn't forgive that person, then that's that's an, uh, an area that God looks at me and goes, "Hey, if you're not willing to forgive yeah. that, you know." Um, and I know probably in in your your times past, things have happened to you. People have oh, done yeah. stuff, and you just have to, you know, f- forgiving somebody is right. for for me. Right. When I forgive you, we have a dispute. Yeah. Something's happened. I can't let that just sit on me and stir. Yeah. I think when we when we refuse to forgive, just like where this guy, it goes to the heart of the matter. This guy's mm-hmm. heart was so hard. And I can't imagine what had happened to him over time for him to be like that. Jesus telling the story. But he had a hard heart. Mm-hmm. And he just couldn't see past his own desires. I think there's a lot of pride built into this guy, really. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And so, you know... And, and Jesus forgave everything. I look at myself, really, honestly, and I think, do I really stop and think about how much Jesus has forgiven me? We pray the Lord's Prayer at Matthew chapter 6, you know, and uh, one of the things that is said there, Father, forgive us as we've forgiven our debtors. Okay. There's, there's almost an assumption that's what we're doing. You know, we are forgiving, and, and that is what we're supposed to be about. And that doesn't come from a heart full of pride and hardness or, or bitterness or anger. It comes from a heart of love and, and truly humility and kindness because that's what Jesus showed us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, honestly, that's the key. You know, one of the things I wanted to do was I was trying to tie this whole chapter together. And one of the things that I thought about was, you know, because at the very first of this chapter, Jesus is talking about bring the little children unto me. Such as these is the kingdom of heaven. Why? Well, because it's at the heart of the children. They're, they're loving, they're kind, they're forgiving until they're raised up in this old cruel world and we mm-hmm. teach them differently. Um, 
But the idea, I think that's what Jesus is trying to get back to. Look at these two guys. Or this one guy specifically. You know, look at the hardness of his heart. You know, shouldn't he have been forgiving? And everybody else around him saw he should have been. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he should have passed that blessing on immediately. He really should have. He really should have. So, you know, maybe that's the point I think maybe we want to make today. Yeah. If there's some forgiveness that we've been denying, or maybe you've been denying for a long time, maybe it's time to make it right. Exactly. Well, that ends our our uh, a lesson on the unmerciful servant. I just want to challenge each person that's watching the podcast. Like Otis said, if if there's something that you've been holding on to, something that you need to forgive somebody for, then then make that step today. Yeah. And and look at the look at the the steps that that he read earlier. Go talk to that person. That doesn't work. Take somebody with you if that doesn't work. Bring it before some of the leaders of the church and uh, and see if you can settle it. Because you know we don't want to miss an opportunity to forgive yeah. and miss our opportunity to be in heaven one day. So man, let's just uh, let's say a quick prayer and then we'll. We'll, we'll end this session. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to be able to talk about this story. And uh, we hope and pray that it's blessed somebody's life. We pray, Lord, that, that if people are out there and they're, they're soul searching and thinking about somebody that they need to give forgiveness to, that you will give them the courage, the understanding, and the... Um, humility to, to step up and be that person that gives that forgiveness and uh, we just uh, love you so much and we thank you for giving us Amen. we thank you for your sacrifice that you made on the cross and uh, and our opportunity that we're going to have to spend in heaven with you one day and we love you so much Lord and just thank you for being our dad our father that we can come to you uh, any time of the day or night We just pray this prayer in your son's name. Amen. Amen.